Jason, we're here talking about American Express getting all these bull ratings and already trading at a high without any business travel. So is there anywhere you can go in this market that isn't already pricing in a huge amount of recovery? Well, we're not surprised by American Express um, getting uh, high ratings because we've been calling for uh, travel getting for the last three or four months. And we're starting to see signs of that <clears throat> where you're seeing uh, airfares during the summer uh, go up. Uh, I just came back from my first business trip uh, in a year. And also Europe just opened up uh, for vaccinated U.S. travelers. All right. So we're, we're very bullish about uh, the travel market during the summer. So what kind of uh, process do we use, should investors use to figure out what a company like an American Express or a travel stock, travel get in, as you mentioned, this epic comeback, Armageddon last year, travel get in this year. It's a good thing, the travel get in. What process should we use in terms of figuring out what these stocks can trade at? I mean, I guess we should expect big annual earnings growth. Uh, what kind of valuations should a travel stock have? Should it be at what it was pre-COVID? Should it be something higher if there's a bunch of growth baked into it? Well, I think it's, it's sort of one obvious benchmark is to just look at the pre-pandemic levels. And to your point, there are a number of stocks that are above pre-pandemic levels. So we'd be more cautious on those. Of course, you have to look into the details of every stock. But generically speaking, um, REITs, a number of REITs are well below their pre-pandemic highs. Um, you know, particularly I would uh, highlight office REITs that don't have a lot of exposure to um, you know, where I'm sitting in, in midtown Manhattan, but are more West Coast oriented. Mm. Uh, you mentioned Simon Property Group. So there's still <clears throat> undervalued REITs. Most energy stocks are well below their peaks. Uh, MLP slash pipelines well below their peaks, and they would benefit from higher oil prices. We're projecting 70 to $80 oil for the summer, really driven by not just travel getting, but what we're calling OPEC plus plus. And what we mean by that is that we we expect the U.S. to restrain production, not from a centralized uh, position like regular OPEC, but because of the capital markets and also uh, government regulation, we expect that um, production will be relatively flat, about 11 million barrels. And so that's going to drive higher oil prices, um, higher inflation. And we also think ultimately, not right now, we're neutral on Treasury bonds right now, but later in the year, higher treasury rates. Mm. So if we get to uh, $78 oil, uh, that'll be a big deal. and It'll uh, obviously be a big run from here for crude. And, and the best way to trade that, I mean, obviously, as you're talking about here, there are things that are going to create that demand for oil and that travel. What about the direct oil plays? Do you buy pipeline? Do you buy drillers at this point, Jay? Well, we're, we're yield-oriented, um, lower-risk investors, so we would... Uh, by the energy companies that have uh, significant yields. We like to get paid to wait if because you never know, maybe we're wrong and oil stalls at 60. So that would include pipeline, major oils, um, refiners. We tend to be shy away from oil services and drillers just because they're on the energy stocks are already, including pipelines and MLPs, already essentially the riskiest stocks in the market but for maybe a couple of you know, tech stocks that have no earnings. Mm. So our point would be, if you're already in a high risk category, why don't you go for the lower risk companies, larger cap, high yields, um, hopefully national diversified, the big pipeline companies, 
um, super majors and some of the big refiners. Mm. Jay, uh, to come back to the, your, your macro view and your team's view of uh, the overall recovery and the impact on assets, you called the treasury market a big short coming into this year. Obviously, that's paid off for those that were betting against the U.S. bond market. Uh, but I look at your notes and I see that now that you view it basically more neutrally, that perhaps we're at uh, kind of a fair rate right now at 1.55. Yeah, the, the key factor I think to watch is um, German bonds. So they're right now yielding about negative 20 basis points. And we see that its current spread between the two, it's right now 180 basis points. It started the year 150. So until we get a recovery in Europe and see those German uh, rates rising, we think we're, we're in a trading range, so just a neutral. But we do think that Europe will recover. They're about a month behind us in terms of vaccinations. And so we do think that after June, you're going to see Europe recover. You're going to see some travel even out of Europe, not just U.S. In, into Europe, opening up their economy. And then their rates should rise, which will give us head and room for us to head towards 2%. But again, later in the year, because it is a global bond market, so it's important to look at the German rate, because they're very similar to the US and where you have de facto zero credit risk. And so that 180 basis points is our view about the widest uh, that we're gonna get relative mm. to uh, the German Bund. That 180 basis points spread coming from a negative German tenure boned right now. Uh, but basically where it was in late February, the yield has made a bit of a push higher here over the last weeks. Just looking at the German bond yield right now. And if it does break free and start to move higher, then would that be a signal? As, uh, it sounds like maybe you're saying that perhaps the tenure here can move higher as well. Absolutely. We're just seeing a pause now. But then during the summer, is where we think we could, could print 4% headline inflation in the US, primarily driven by uh, uh, gasoline and oil prices, but also I would highlight airfares. They're currently tracking down 18, and we all know that that's starting to heat up. If you try to book uh, airfares right now, you can't even get through to a lot of the airlines on the phones. So you have to practice your online booking skills. It's hard to get through to Amex travel. So uh, fares are rising later in the summer. So you're gonna see a lot of headline inflation uh, pressure that's gonna bleed through to core. <clears throat> and treasuries are 70% correlated to inflation. So we see the uh, 10 year trading above 2% by the end of the year. But just in this current spring time, it's, uh, we see it more stalled. And that in particular, waiting for Europe to, to catch up to us and also for those inflation prints during the summer, which we think could, like I said, approach 4%, uh, which has got to destabilize the bond market, in our opinion.